the Hill Country Patriot. He's a native Texan, president of the Fredericksburg Tea Party, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get fooled again. He's Matt Long, and this is the Matt Long Show. Good morning, folks. So happy to be here with you in the hill country of Texas. Isn't it a blessing to wake up in the hill country? I'm telling you, I mean, you could have woken up in San Diego this morning. I'm telling you, and, and here you are in the hill country of Texas, and uh, I'm, I'm just telling you, it's foggy out there again this morning, so be careful. Um, I think the uh, cedar or something is out. If my voice sounds weird or I sneeze a lot today, uh, please be uh, patient with me. Um, but boy, I've got the had the uh, the sniffles and the sneezes all morning. So, um, what's going on in the hill country? We've got some things on your calendar. You know, we're getting through that dead week, and uh, we got some stuff coming up on your calendar to be engaged and involved and plugged in. In fact, we've got some really fun things coming up um, at the end of January, later in January, and then early in February. So we're going to get those on your calendar today. Um, also today is um, going to be visiting with Mr. Jonathan Science with Texas Values and Texas Values Action. And we're going to be visiting with him today. And uh, looking forward to that. And then in the fourth quarter, we're going to talk about, everybody always says, um, where's uh, where are the young people? Where are the young people? Well, I have found a whole bunch of under 30 conservative activists. And I'm going to tell you, I'm, I got some exciting news about that. So that's in the fourth quarter today. So plenty to talk about. So let's see the calendar. We have tomorrow, if you want to sign one of the affidavits, if you want to be engaged with the city of Fredericksburg, if you live in Gillespie County or, or are engaged in, in Fredericksburg often, then the decisions that the city council makes in Fredericksburg um, affects you, and you can call to their attention via this affidavit that... Um, that they are um, not not holding up their um, oath to the Constitution. They're not holding up the oath. They swore malfeasance of their job, maladministration, and um, you would have to talk to Jeanette about all the details on why this has to be done that this way, but you need to sign these affidavits in the presence of a, of a oh, good Lord, what are those guys who do the stamping? Uh, notary there we go um a notary public and so they have a notary available tomorrow after tomorrow evening um behind the library in the little gazebo from six to eight there will be someone there uh Jeanette will be there with the affidavits and there will also be a notary public there and uh so that is tomorrow night from six to eight um in the uh, gazebo Behind the library, I believe they're going to turn all these into city council in early uh, January. I, th I believe it is the first city council meeting in January when these are going to be presented 
um, to the city council. So that signing opportunity again is tomorrow evening from six to eight behind the library in that uh, little cute little gazebo. All right, um, Thursday the thirteenth of January of the year twenty twenty two. Wow, how exciting! Twenty twenty two. Thursday, the 13th, that's the second Thursday of the month, and that is uh, every month the Fredericksburg Tea Party meets on the second Thursday of the month. We've got a great guest uh, this um, coming up in uh, January 13th, and uh, I'm willing to bet we're going to have more candidates than you can shake a stick at um, at that. And so what I'm going to do when these candidates start calling me I'm going to tell them to get there early and stay late, and so this will be your opportunity also to come early and stay late and visit with some of these candidates. And uh, don't have a list of those. You know, some of these guys will call me the day before or two days before and say, hey, Matt, we're coming up to the meeting. And uh, so that's fine. And um, the I know how candidates and what their schedules are like, and so we give them a little bit of grace on that. And so... The second Thursday of January, a great tea party meeting. Then um, on January 22nd at the Y.O. Hotel here in Kerrville is going to be a workshop for uh, citizen activists. Um, it is actually part one. That this, this group that's going to be bringing this um, workshop, they do two workshops. And... Uh, they recommend that you do them in a certain order. They don't make you uh, um, uh, sign up for both of them, um, but they, um, if you're going to do one of them, they have, well, here's the first one we do, and then if you decide you like this, then we'll come back at another point in time and do the second um, of their training. So we have that first training coming up on the 22nd of uh, January and uh, you need details go to fredericksburgteaparty.org or just open your newsletter that you get every Monday and uh, that will be uh, have a link directly to get you signed up then going way on out go ahead and get this in your calendar to go to Austin on Saturday February 5th there's going to be a prayer a peaceful rally and prayer at, uh, in Austin, the speakers uh, lineup so far is Chad Prather, Alan West, Seth Keschel, Natalie Denise, Christine Bentley, Weston Martinez, Kelly Burke, Carlos, Carlos, uh, Tur yeah, Carlos, uh, director of Save Texas Kids, and I'll ask him how to pronounce his last name when I go to the rally on the 5th of February, and Jennifer Bridges, you can go to SaveTexasRally.com for information on that. Folks, I'm going to give you a little bit of a um, Ben Franklin. Uh, he ended every one of his Poor Richard's Almanacs. Um, they're essentially a calendar. And so the last entry every year had something to do with the new year. So this is from 1754. And uh, Ben says, Be at war with your vices, at peace with your neighbors, and let every new year find you a better man. Folks, y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back with Jonathan Science of Texas Values. I got the freak. I got the flow. I got to throw my ass over both, baby, don't you know? Tip that I'm on. Man, it's the bomb. 
right, folks, we are back. Thank you so much for staying tuned. I have on the line with me Mr. Jonathan Sines with Texas Values. Um, check out their websites. They actually have a couple of them. They have their C3 and their C4. I think that's the designations. One of them is allowed to be uh, active and action-oriented, and the other one is education-oriented. So there is txvalues.org and txvaluesaction.org. Y'all check out those websites. Welcome to the Matt Long Show, Mr. Science. Good to be with you this morning. So we probably have uh, Mr. Science for my regular uh, listeners comes on every couple of weeks, and um, but we we get new listeners all the time. Jonathan, would you tell us who Texas Values is, who you guys are, what do you and what do you do? What what service do you provide? Absolutely. So Texas Values is the largest nonprofit Christian-based law and policy organization in Texas. And we do work on the issues of faith, family, and freedom, specifically religious liberty, marriage and family, and pro-life. And we do that type of work in the arenas of the courts, the legislature, and the media. So we've got supporters in all 254 counties of the state. A lot of our work is focused on what happens during the state legislative session. We take an active role in that. So we don't just tell you what's going on and tell you how you can get involved. We're one of the uh, we're the only faith and family organization that has someone, a member of our staff that have a law background that are at the Capitol every day. So we're trying to get legislation passed. We're uh, involved in how it's written. I mean, really A to Z. The only thing we don't do is vote on the floor, but we'll get we'll communicate with staff and legislators, the that you know the governor's office, lieutenant governor's office, the speaker. We'll be there to testify for and against policies, and then we'll do media interviews to tell people what's going on and keep people informed. And I think this year we had over 100,000 people send messages through our Action Center. I mean, so we have a pretty active support network, too, uh, but we'll also get involved in local issues as well. So um, it's, a, you know, obviously the end of the year and what everybody does on the end of the year is they look back and they look forward and uh, so those are some of the things I want to do today. You mentioned the phone calls. Um, I believe um, during the session um, when I was first aware of this, I think I got in on one of your phone calls, and we heard the next day that, and, and I don't remember the number, so I may just be making something up, but it seemed like the next day you all told us that there were like over a 1,000 phone calls made in uh, response to your quest for phone calls is that am i am i in the in the ballpark on that yeah i mean we'll, we'll have a really really strong response from people when we send an email out or we engage on social media so and being able to turn around that type of response to legislators phone calls emails social media messages is absolutely critical and that allows them to see you know is this a big issue is it not does it really matter if i vote one way or another and so we've got a really responsive group of, of grassroots supporters that help get the right attention on certain issues, and we're able to do it in short order. So you guys, I know we, uh, the Fredericksburg Tea Party, we have a texting service that we use um, mostly during the session. And, uh, and we tell people that, look, if it's something that, you know, needs attention in the next two or three days, then we'll put it in an email but if we send you a text, it's because we need something done today. Um, Y'all have a texting uh, service like that as well, don't you? 
We do. Um, you know, and it's not quite as robust. Um, we'd like to have more people that are, you know, they're putting their names on or, excuse me, submitting their uh, cell phone numbers, which allows us to text them. But we're seeing more and more of that. But that is a um, really a tool that we utilize. We yeah, it's if they go to the, if they go to Texas Values Action, will they be able to find out how to sign up for that, Jonathan? Absolutely, and so and we use some of our action resources through our C uh, three website as well, txvalues.org. The government does allow you a limited amount of of action oriented activity through that. So either one would work, um, you know. And and look, this end of the year, people are asking what were the big stories. So we yes. sent a press release out this morning talking about the top five stories. I mean, certainly there's there's more than five, but just trying to get people to pay attention to to a few things and the liberal media paying attention to at least one thing that we work on. Uh, but we sent that out. And, I mean, look, I think the top story of the year is the Texas heartbeat law. Mm. I mean, I don't think there's, in, in my opinion, there's, there's really no question if you care about pro-life, if you care about religious freedom and marriage and family issues, because, number one, it, it's the most, it's considered the most historic and significant pro-life law in the state of Texas. When you think about how comprehensive it is, and then the fact that it was upheld or allowed to prevail twice at the U.S. Supreme Court, mm. it's really got the other side, the pro-abortion movement, in a complete free fall. And it, as a result of this, abortion clinics have stopped doing abortions, and we estimate over 18,000 lives have saved because based on 2019 statistics, there are about 150 abortions every day. And if they're stopping doing them like they say they are, you average that out since September 1st when the law went into effect, that's close to 18,000 lives, if not more. We've got a new website that we set up, and we just revamped it and updated it starting this morning, TexasHeartbeatLaw.com. But it also is in the conversation of Roe versus Wade getting overturned because uh, the Supreme Court reviewed it, and they didn't strike it down. There's also a case out of Mississippi where Roe versus Wade is being challenged. And so I think you know the heartbeat law and the momentum of the life movement in my opinion, is without a question the top story of the year. And then you've also got stuff where, you know, we passed religious freedom protection for churches. We had a constitutional amendment election on this issue. We kept boys out of girls' sports, at least up until high school. And and some really great victories we had for parental rights at the State Board of Education and also through the state legislative process. You know, you mentioned the uh, Save Girls Sports, and I was up there for a lot of the uh testimony on that in fact i think i've testified now over several sessions maybe four or five times on this issue and one of the things that the democrats kept telling us up there that we're making up a problem that doesn't exist and that just bothered me beyond beyond measure when i would hear that and then when you hear the news of the swimmer that has been out over the last month and i think back to those um uh, to those uh, Democrats who sat on the dais and said, you know, you're making up a problem, a, a law for a solution for a problem that doesn't exist, and yet we see it everywhere. How has that, that, that swimmer story, how has that impacted, uh, do you think, the, 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 just the vision of what's happening across the country with girls' sports? Well, look, it's made national news. I mean, you've got, you've got um, Fox News has been all over this, you know, a good part of this week. And we talked about this in testimony. There's been stories in other parts of the country. And even our state entity, the UIL, the University Interscholastic League, they manage, if you will, and set policy 
so to speak, for how athletics is performed at the high school and middle school level for public schools. They were saying that they've gotten an increase in calls and concerns about uh, boys playing in girls' sports and parents wanting to know how these issues are going to be handled. And just the testimony from the opposition to this common sense bill uh, makes the case that there are a lot of people that want a policy that allows boys to compete in girls' sports. But the national tension is heated up again because the swimmer out of um, the University of Pennsylvania, and not only that, but you've now got Chris Everett, the longtime tennis champion, along with Martina Navratilova. You've got one of the leaders, I believe, of USA Swimming coming out in opposition to these policies that allow biological men in college to play girls' sports. Now, we, the, the Texas law just covers high school and middle school. We long have said you got to address the issue of college sports, but there were some people in you know, leadership that, that weren't sure that we could get a vote that include college. That's still unfinished business, and as this issue heats up more, um, I think it's something we've got to go back to the legislature and address, but at least we've got some protection at the high school level that we can build on. And so we've got a lot more detail about this at our website, TXValues.org. And I have to say, Matt, we've got a, you know, we're at the end of the year. We are a nonprofit organization. We would love to have people's donations to support our nonprofit work as we try to finish the year strong. Absolutely. Very, very important. And listen, these, um, it, for years, Jonathan, I always just felt like I was not, I just always felt like I was not part of the, uh, uh, the donor uh, uh, a group, right? And and I and and so I did not donate to a lot of things for years because I just felt like you know if I was going to donate, I, I I needed to donate a thousand dollars, you know, or I needed to donate five hundred dollars or a hundred dollars. And and it finally, I don't know how many candidates said, Matt, twenty dollars makes a difference. And so I encourage people if you were like me who just feel like you know I I can't really give up more than 20 or 30 or 50 dollars in a given month that makes a difference does it not jonathan no it, it makes a huge difference and as a matter of fact we have a matching grant in place up to fifty thousand. so if you donate fifty dollars it really becomes a hundred or if you donate a hundred it becomes 200 if you donate 25 it ends up being 50 and so that's just another reason for people to make that donation at txvalues.org but the other thing is it just allows everybody to have a role. And for not anyone to feel like you, there's nothing you can do or it's insignificant, all of that stuff matters. But, you know, for us to be able to know that we have supporters in all 254 counties at whatever level um, is tremendous because it's an expression of, of what Texans feel across the state. And so, you know, we really have to have people that support us at all different levels. But it also just is a way for people to realize um, they're playing a role, they're investing at whatever level, and all of it matters. And, uh, and, and it's something that really is the lifeblood of our organization, you know, people that are giving it at any level they can. And I think everybody will see a return on their investment. Mm. Well, I believe it. I've worked around you guys enough and have been up at the Capitol enough. And I'm telling you guys, these, without a doubt, what Jonathan's been telling you, that they have someone at the Capitol every day during session it is absolutely true because every time I go up or any of from the Tea Party, we go up there. We we do run into Jonathan's to the Texas Values people on a just, every time we go, we run into somebody up there, and we've uh, developed relationships over the years, and we've really enjoyed that. Jonathan, can you stick around through the break and talk about maybe uh, what's coming up uh, in the new year? Yep. 
All right, folks, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back with Mr. Jonathan Sines, Texas Eval, or I'm sorry, TXValues.org, TXValues.org, TexasHeartbeatLaw.com. Check that out. I have not checked that out yet. TexasHeartbeatLaw.com. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right, folks, we are back. Thank you so much for staying tuned. I have on the line with me Mr. Jonathan Science with Texas Values. And, Jonathan, during the break, I went to TexasHeartbeatLaw.com. What a beautiful website. And I have to say that the picture right at the top reminded me of a Ben Franklin saying, and since I don't have it in front of me, I'll probably butcher it, but he says there are two beautiful things in the world and one of them is a uh, ship in full sail and the other one is a pregnant woman and i'm telling you there there is nothing more beautiful than the picture of a of a pregnant woman i'm and so you start that uh, the texasheartbeatlaw.com and then it gives you some statistics about the lives saved that Jonathan was just talking about and then resources. See, that's one of the the that's so important that we provide an alternative to the abortion and support for women who are struggling with these things. And so, congratulations on your website. It's um, absolutely amazing. We have some good resources in the Hill Country as well. And uh, so, I'm uh, folks. TexasHeartbeatLaw.com. Go check it out. So, Jonathan, what's coming up? This uh, what what are we what are y'all looking at into this next year? And how can us uh, just normal citizens? How can we help Texas values? Well, look, I mean, you know, we had three special sessions towards the end of the second half of 2021. Right, it was a legislative year. Every other year, the state legislature meets in Texas, but we don't always have special sessions. But we did this time and. There was some 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 uh, excuse me some significant things that got done. Some things that didn't get done were a ban on vaccine mandates, um, a ban on using harmful drugs and procedures for ge- gender modification for children. Mm-hmm. And so those are things that you know we continue to ask for a special session on. Other people do as well. We'll see if that happens. Um, so those are that's some some unfinished business we'd like to see taken care of. Um, look, the Texas heartbeat law is still facing legal attacks, even though it's prevailed along the way. Those attacks still exist. And so uh, we're going to keep fighting against those. There's a hearing on January 7th next week um, in the federal court of appeals. And so you'll see a lot of information on that as we educate people. And you're right, the Texas heartbeat law, people go to that website, texasheartbeatlaw.com. One of the things you'll see there is $100 million in resources that the state legislature has allocated uh, for women and babies to use for nonprofit entities that want to service and provide services to women for them to use. And so getting that information out so people know where they can connect with these resources, it's not just about saying, you know, uh, don't have an abortion or protect the life. It's also about supporting the baby, not only in the womb, but outside of the womb. But look, we got, you know, there's a big elections coming up. We've got a March primary Coming up, there's a lot of seats that have either changed hands or people have decided not to run, so there's a lot of new candidates. We're going to be educating people on who those candidates are. We have one of the most 
uh, visited websites in the state when it comes to elections. It's called freevotersguide.com. F is in Frank, freevotersguide.com. And that's through the iVoterGuide network that we have some of those resources as well. But, you know, as we round out the year, in order to be in the position to do that work next year, that's going to be critical. You know, we have these new policies. We want to keep them. We want to keep people in office that are going to support these policies. Um, we've got to have strong elections, but we've got to end the year strong with donations in order to do that. And so people can go to our website, txvalues.org, to make those donations. But, you know, I think that's what you're going to see a lot of the discussion. And now is the time to be talking to these candidates, right, when they're running. Do you support the Texas heartbeat law? Do you support uh, a ban on gender modification? Do you support a ban on vaccine mandates? Do you support parental rights? I mean, really push them on these issues, uh, force them to answer these questions now um, while they're running and they want your attention. And that way you can hold them to that after the elections. You know, we put a scorecard out every year. It came out a little bit late this year because of all the special sessions. That's on txvaluesaction.org. So we make sure, you know, well, did you do what you said you were going to do when it comes to these issues? They say a lot of things when they're running and you got to hold them accountable. But now is the time to ask these new candidates some of these really important questions and make sure you get answers before you decide how to vote. So, Jonathan, you mentioned that the primary is on March 1st, and that just makes it sound like it's way off out there. Early voting starts in 46 days. 46 days. Uh, early voting starts on Valentine's Day this year, Jonathan. I've been doing a countdown since about the beginning of December because this primary is just given all the conditions we've had under the last couple of years and the redistricting and, and all the shenanigans that were played with the district maps. This is, this is going to be a very short campaign season and early voting starts in 46 days. Are you guys going to be yeah. endor- are you guys going to be endorsing any of the statewide yeah. do you do endorse? Okay? Yeah, so so our C4 Texas Values Action does engage in endorsements and we're getting flooded with requests and that's you know it's nice to see a lot of people think uh, highly if you will of our organization and, and desire our endorsement. If you have a candidate or you're a candidate and you want to be considered go to txvaluesaction.org click the endorsement tab there's a questionnaire on there that we really need you to fill out to, to start the process or to have a part of this review. But we have, we do endorsements for statewide candidates. Um, we The one we've done so far is for land commissioner. We have endorsed Don Buckingham. You know, look, Weston Martinez is a good friend of mine. I think highly of him as well. But we, we have made an endorsement in that race for Don Buckingham. Some of the other races at the state level um, we've not endorsed in, but we have on some local issues like Carrie Isaac might be in your listening audience. Um, uh-huh. So that is the uh, the House District for uh, Hayes County, uh-huh. and with a very liberal Democrat um, in that position currently. But we've endorsed Carrie Isaac for the state House race, and then a few others in different parts of the state. Um, we just released endorsement for Matt Schaefer yesterday mm-hmm. um, in East Texas, Jeff Leach up in North Texas, and uh, Valerie Swanson, who authored the Save Women Sports Bill in Houston, and a variety of different endorsements you can see that we've got put up on social media on our Texas Values Action sites. So um, I, we got a letter from uh, one of the other groups that uh, uh, endorses, and they have a pretty hard deadline. If you want their endorsement, I think their deadline is like, I don't know, January 3rd or something like that. 
if if uh, if you if we have a candidate that that would like to see you endorse them, they've got to get that ball rolling pretty quick, don't they? They do, and and we don't have a specific hard deadline as an organization. I know some of the entities we work with, like I Voter Guide, they have some deadlines for being considered on their voters guide information. But yeah, the sooner the better is always. Uh, key because again there are a lot of people that aren't running there's a lot of open seats so there's got a lot more activity we primarily focus on the state level elections but we'll get involved in some elections at the federal level and some at the local level we've endorsed a few people in tarrant county at the local level there'll probably be some school board races that we'll get involved in and do some endorsements uh, but primarily you'll see us endorse at the state level and you know that matters i mean we're the you know um 10th or 9th, 8th largest economy in the world. Sometimes people say 7th, depending on what numbers you look at. And so Texas can make a difference, not only for our state and your values, but it does impact other parts of the country. You know, Texas Heartbeat Law, for instance, passed, signed into law this year, saving babies left and right since September 1st. A lot of other states now are looking at it saying, well, the Supreme Court has allowed this to stand and prevail maybe we should do it. So you look to see other states doing it. Election integrity, the work that we did, which we supported as well, uh, on election integrity, you're seeing other states look at that as well. Parental rights, um, the Save Women Sports issue, um, pushing back against um, um, critical race theory. A lot of those things that we've done in Texas this year and that Texas Values and Texas Values Action supported, you're seeing other states do. And so when you invest in our work at Texas Values, when we put the right people in office as voters in our state, it does impact and can impact in a positive way things across the country. And keep in mind, this is a midterm election at the national level. So there'll be a lot of national attention on these votes, but it is a statewide year for Texas. You've got governor on the ballot, you've got lieutenant governor, you've got attorney general. So some really big items in seats on the ballot that will um, be getting a lot of attention. So um, you, we have mentioned quite a few websites um, as we have been talking today. I have been writing every one of them down. And so when I post this program up on the podcast sites this afternoon, um, I'm, most people use Spotify or Apple Podcasts, um, but I'm on about seven different platforms. And so what I'll do when I post these today, I will put all these um websites on there so if you didn't get them written down you can check the uh, podcast and in the description of the podcast today i will have all these links for you to go to um you've got something uh, you guys have something going on i believe tomorrow that folks might be interested in tell us about that yeah we do so from 11 to 11 30 to 1 30 we're going to have a live um facebook live end of year recap right this will be by zoom but if you're uh you know if you like our facebook page or you're a fan of our facebook page you can click onto that we're going to have a variety of people matt i'm trying to get you in that as well we'll have a lot of people that are just going to come on here and there for five or ten minutes talk about some of the work that we did together um things that they've done individually that mattered for the state of texas uh, this past year. And there's a lot to unpack and talk about in, in an hour and a half. We'll be highlighting some of the work that Texas Values did on those issues. Uh, so we're going to have, you know, some elected officials. We're going to have some key leaders, Pastor Steve Riggle, who's um, pastors a really large church and ministry in the greater Houston area, is going to be on. 
We're going to have um, some state elected officials, Valerie Swanson, who I mentioned on the Save Women's Sports Bill. Mm-hmm. She's going to be on for a little bit talking about different issues. Um, and other folks, I think Senator Angela Paxton is going to come on and talk about religious freedom and protecting churches, that work we did this year as well. And so a really an opportunity for people to engage with us, to hear some details from other people that we worked with, uh, to speak to the significance of these policy issues and the value they have, and also just a reminder of people of how they can invest in our work and the type of return they get on that when they do make those tax-deductible donations to Texas Values. So that will be on Facebook um, and uh, just yeah. look for Texas Values on Facebook, I'm assuming. That would be the moniker you are under? No, that's right. It'll be on the Texas Values Facebook page from 11.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. tomorrow. All right. We're looking forward to that. Mr. Sines, it's been great. I appreciate you coming on. And uh, you guys have a, a, a safe and, um, a, and happy new year. And um Looking forward to uh, joining you guys tomorrow for a few minutes. So uh, thank you again, Jonathan. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Matt. Happy New Year to you, and thanks for having us on on a regular basis on your show. We really enjoy the friendship and the partnership, and we look forward to continuing it in 2022. There you go. All right, folks, y'all stay tuned. We're going to talk about conservatives that are under 30 years old. Conservatives under 30 years old. Yes, you heard me right We even have pictures of them. They truly exist. All right? Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right, folks, we are back. Thank you so much for staying tuned. Um... I mentioned a website yesterday. Um, I had found out about this website a couple of weeks ago. It's called CurrentRevolt.com. Someone sent me a link to an article, and I went to the page for the first time, CurrentRevolt.com, and uh, it was very obviously, very obviously conservative, um, very, very obviously anti-establishment. Uh, Republicans. Um, in fact, it is almost, if you're one of those people that says, you know, we need to do things the way the left does it, you know, they've got a successful track record. Um, I would uh, argue with you that that would depend on what tactic you're discussing because I disagree with many of their tactics. But when it comes to media and when it comes to um, this type of websites and stuff. The left does have us beat six ways from Sunday. And so when I turned to this page, I went, wait a minute. This this is young people. Um, and I told you yesterday, one of the things that bothered me, and the reason I didn't mention this page right away, the reason I didn't uh, bring it up right away was because everybody on there is using a pseudonym a fake name a nom de guerre or something like that and so that bothers me um that bothers me a lot um i would understand it if uh you know we were in north korea and you put your name on an article that goes against the government uh you know they're they're gonna shoot you in your front yard and all of your family um so so we don't live in north korea we don't live in china um, and so I know that there's a lot of social pushback, um, but it just bothered me. So I made some phone calls 
Um, and actually, it was kind of an accidental meeting with some folks up in Dallas a couple of weekends ago. I was up there meeting with some grassroots leaders, and I mentioned Current Revolt just to ask because I'm in a room with, you know, about 18 of, uh, of the uh, grassroots leaders here in the state, and I mentioned Current Revolt, and the whole room just cracks up laughing. And I said, all right, y'all, this is a joke I'm not in on. Well, everybody else knew about it because it was one of our people that is engaged in current revolt. Um, we're going to get uh, some of their writers on uh, the uh, phone here um, probably maybe next week, maybe the week after that, um, and talk to them because there is a story as to why they are using pseudonyms, and it had to do with threats on their life after they broke a story uh, during the last legislative session. They broke a story that it involved a salacious story about some of the establishment Republicans in Austin. And uh, it was, uh, they had all the proof and everything, and uh, a, lot, a handful of people got in trouble. Uh, this may have been a scandal that got past you. Um, because the establishment did everything they could to put a lid on this story, including including threats to including threats to the writers at Current Revolt, and they felt that the threats were strong enough, and afraid they were afraid enough of the threats that they actually were considering stopping what they were doing, not continuing. Um, and uh, that scares me more than anonymous writers. And so they were able to get some footing underneath them and some support and help from uh, from people that I personally know. And so I will speak for and personally speak for CurrentRevolt.com. Is it a bizarre looking? Look, if you're over 60, <laughs> you're going to go to this page. If you're over 70 and you're going to go to this page, it's very likely you'll go to it once and go, that's not for me. I get it. I, I understand that. Um, but um, there is there is some stuff that will make you, oh, give you belly ache laughs. Um, one of them is a series um, called The Transgender Avengers, and it is done in comic book style. Um, and if you can, if you can get through volume, if you can get through the first episode, I think they have five uh, episodes of it up now. If you can get through the first one without just cracking up laughing, well, good for you. And I, some of y'all are going to be offended by this site and that's fine. You know, just keep that to yourself. Um, but, uh, I trust the site. Their, uh, their methods are, are certainly, uh, different than what we're used to as conservatives. Um, but go check it out, Current Revolt. So why am I bringing this up today? Because they have a two articles up, one posted on the 27th and one posted on the 28th. And it says, uh, Current Revolts, uh, it says, Under 30 in Texas Politics. Under 30 in Texas Politics. And it starts going down a list of young people it's got pictures of them where they're engaged, their ages. We got 24 on the first one. Let's see, uh, Brianna is 22. Uh, where do we go on down? Kaylee is uh, Kaylee is 22. Um, Jake is uh, 21. 
Um, and they uh, there's Lynn, um, age 29. Okay, so she squeaks in the under 30, but she's a redhead, so I'll give her a pass. Um, and so that's just in part one they go through this list. Now, it's not so much that you have a list of names, but what they have done in these these stories is each person that they have highlighted, they have asked a series, let's see, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, about 15 or 16 questions that really get down to the root of why these uh, young people are conservatives, what are their positions on businesses and corporations, uh, what are you reading, what are you watching, um, how did you get through the initial COVID shutdown? Who are you supporting for the governor's race? Um, they uh, One of the questions that, that caught my eye is, do you have a favorite right-wing e-celeb? In other words, someone on the Internet that is a right-wing celebrity on the Internet. And uh, so I, as I'm reading these, I didn't even know who these people are. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you. That's how out of touch I am. If our under-30s are going to somebody named J.J. McCullough, and if you're out there going, well, duh, I've heard of him, Matt. Why haven't you heard of him? I don't know. I've never heard of him. Have you? John Doyle, never heard of John Doyle. And and uh, under this this uh, person, that is uh, Brianna's uh, favorite uh, e right-wing uh, uh, celebrity. Um, here's another one that I'd never heard of. Harrison Smith. I, I mean, I just, so who are these, the, 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 the return out of going to this website, what you need to be looking at this for is read these questions and you will find out what is motivating people under 30, why are they engaged, that, that has to do with what they're motivating, who are they looking to for guidance, uh, who are they looking to, who are their people that they, uh, that they go to, that they listen to on the radio. Not a one of them, there is about 10 of them, 15 of them listed, and not a one of them said that their e-influencer was Matt Long. We're going to have to do something about that. Breaking my heart. You kids out there, you don't want to listen to me? So um, let's see. Here's another one. Uh, Peter Kemp. Never heard of Peter Kemp. Um, I, so I just um, very, very, I think anybody that is, talks about or is saying how do we get young people into the conservative movement and get them engaged i strongly recommend that you go to current revolt and uh, read these uh, two stories about conservatives under 30 under 30 in politics um, and as we sat here going through that they have part three that just came out Part three just came out. Haven't even opened it yet. I just refreshed the page, and so there's three pages, three articles now of under 30 uh, political activists in uh, the state of Texas. Go check these out. Look for inspiration on how you can get someone 30 under 30 engaged. Um, so since we were talking about young people, you know, I've always been led to believe that Timothy. Uh, uh, Paul's uh, friend was a young person. I don't know what they've based on that, but um, I guess Timothy was younger. That's kind of the way I, you know, Timothy was younger. 
So I went to Timothy this morning to see if I could uh, find something to go along with um, the under 30 articles I've just been talking about. So I got to the end of First Timothy, and uh, I'm just going to read the last four or five uh, verses here from the end of First uh, Timothy. Um, let's see where to start. Uh, instruct those who are rich in this present world not to be conceited or to fix their hope on the uncertainty of riches, but on God who richly supplies us with all things to enjoy. Instruct them to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share, storing up for themselves the treasure of a good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of that which is life indeed. O Timothy, guard what has been entrusted to you. Avoid worldly and empty chatter and the opposing arguments of what is falsely called knowledge, which some have professed and thus gone astray from the faith. Grace be with you. So some words of advice uh, to Timothy um, a young man, if I got all my history right, if I'm remembering, uh, from Paul. Um, so your prayer list, Are you have you set your alarm clock yet for 8 o'clock? Every evening at 8 o'clock, alarm goes off at our house, and my wife and I stop whatever we're doing, and we join in with what we believe tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of other uh, believers across the country who are praying for our country, praying specifically to get rid of the our leaders who are not following your word. Um, 8 o'clock, set your alarm for 8 o'clock every night and stop and pray for our country and for our servant leaders. Y'all stay tuned for Lorraine. We'll see you tomorrow.